0: You are now listening to The Place for Biblical End Times Truth, The Remnant Report. To not love our lives Even unto started
1: you know artificial intelligence is it's connected to so many other things that are going on today and because it's like we're seeing a convergence so you've got You know, not only the amount of knowledge that's being developed and the amount of data and the computer systems and, uh, you know, into quantum computing, which is, you know, connected to AI, um, but you also have science being developed in all sorts of different areas. And we have all of this sort of converging and changing our lives, and it's all in pursuit of how do we create this demon thing? I think, and everybody who are very well versed in these very much high levels of quantum computing, artificial intelligence, interdimensional thinking, quantum physics, they are quite familiar with the understanding that this, this demon aspect is not just an allegory because a lot of these people are initiated into the mysteries, and science is sort of that outward mask like that theater mask or the crazy clown demon mask look, right? Because it's what's underneath is who they are and what they really believe. And I don't think most people understand that when we talk about AI, we need to talk about quantum mechanics because people are thinking that quantum mechanics is going to do a certain amount of things to bring about the end time and to to push uh, into further science and things. And the sort of common thought is, is they need AI to partner with quantum mechanics and quantum computing, which they're starting to do, to complete it. And so they need to marry the two, which has a very interesting sort of connotation and understanding when you get to it. And if you think about where all of this sort of begins is, is... because artificial intelligence goes deeper than just what we can see it's going to get into the quantum sort of world it's going to get into nanotechnology it's going to get into the, you know the whole aspect of of quantum ideology and if we understand that quantum mechanics has been working for you know being put together for the last hundred years or so um, and it's sort of like stepchild coming out of that and or sister is Sophia or the artificial intelligence then you won't be surprised to learn that you know Wolfgang Pauli who uh, was is considered the sort of pioneer of quantum mechanics he was deeply into the occult which is what I was referring to and this is not uncommon He's, he's an individual that was into alchemy and uh, a fan of Carl Jung and totally into Eastern religions and totally believe that if you want to understand this whole concept of artificial intelligence and quantum mechanics and quantum uh, computing as sort of descends out of it, you have to understand Eastern mysticism. Um, And then as that sort of progresses, you get pioneers like uh, Niels Bohr and uh, Werner Heisenberg. And both of them consulted the Vedas for better understanding. And and in fact, um, they thought that their experiments were completely consistent with uh, teachings out of the Vedas. And... What they would say is, is there's a unity, and I'm going to read this, there's a unity and a continuity of the Vedanta um, that is reflected in the unity and the continuity of wave mechanics. So they're basically saying they're talking and are kind of one of the same thing. And you know you know Heisenberg, you know he thought that quantum theory makes sense to people who read the Vedanta and consider Vedic thought. And that's exactly what he's referring to when he talks about that. And then as they get into this understanding of waves and particles, um, that's where you start to get into this whole understanding of, of, of the quantum world. And the idea of quantum entanglement is an idea that comes from their idea of of knowledge and the knowledge of the universe that that is held at the quantum level and you've heard that term come out of CERN but this is a little bit different and that's why there's a lot of dispute as to what the God particle is and whether or not they're actually trying to get you know what happened at the point of, of the big bang of the start of the universe as science would call it but what they're searching for is something called the ATMA, A-T-M-A or A T H M A N. no, A T M A N. And this is a invisible particle. Particle. And it doesn't merge with all of the other particles, but it sort of manipulates the particles in and this is typical Veda thought. And so what it is is that it is the soul and the consciousness and the communicator of the instructions and the information and the decisions to all the particles particles in the universe and quantum entanglement that goes out instantly and it works through the particles it, like it avatars the particle, which again is that Eastern Vedic sort of thought. And it is the true life force. And it is the undiscovered particle because they don't even know how to find it, but that's what they're kind of searching for as they get down to it. And it has different properties than other particles. And this is what is holding the knowledge of the universe and communicates it everywhere, which they'd love to be able to tap into. So So if you want artificial intelligence that is going to go to a level beyond just being self-aware, it has to be able to tap into something that's limitless, right, because it's going to be forever learning. So, obviously, if you're going to um, want to expand quantum computing, you have to have it work in a manner that is more than just single-task sort of purpose. Like, it can do a ton of things, but single purpose, right? And it doesn't really do anything with that other than give you data and information. So, when you hear about artificial intelligence being married up with CERN or with Google, uh, where there, and there's not that many of these very, very advanced quantum computers in the world. But wherever they're doing it, they're trying to match AI in there so that it can expand its ability than single source sort of inquiries, right? So it wants to be able to go into different dimensions, do things faster than anything that's ever been done before, but in a way that can do something with that information coming out and develop it. So that's where it's they want it to partner with AI. But you also want AI and the interdimension aspect if you're going to develop um, more than a self aware individual. And I don't think it's just knowledge that makes you self aware, but certainly this ability to become self aware with intelligence and to be able to create things in terms of mentally. And, and, and produce things out of nowhere like humans can, or at least out of the imaginations, or at least how we think we can do that. Um, let's at least put it that way, because I know some people will believe that we don't have any original thoughts, we don't create anything, but that's, that's fine. Um, but if you want to raise that to a level of godhood, to a level of technology that they had before the flood. To a level that could bring you to the point of rebelling against the omnipotent god of everything you need access to this information in a self-aware manner that can work in multiple dimensions so whether or not you are channeling a spirit or this other type of creation will channel a spirit, in this case, a demon, is it then really getting into the occult thought process of this knowledge of everything that's the Atman particle, or is it really just trying to find another way to communicate and be led and manipulated by demon spirits, right? And as we go back using the Greek understanding of it, this would go back to what they call hero worship, so, after the hero Titan Nephilim died, they would be afraid of this hero spirit and would come back to haunt its um, place of authority that it ruled from and so the people used to do sacrifices and rituals to appease this god who had just lost his physical body because his body died but it's an immortal spirit that's not permitted to go to sleep and it's not permitted to go to heaven and it has enmity for humankind so you can imagine how upset it is and that's why people have to worship them in the Greek times and we understand that as those again those those strange kind of gods not the goat gods but the evil spirits where uh, some of the idols were made for in the Old Testament and as The same as those devils or those evil spirits that Jesus was referring to in the New Testament that thirst for a body, right? Because they need a body to interact with this world. Otherwise, they're just kind of in nowhere land. And Jesus actually calls it as thirsting for a body. So they are desperate to have a body all of the time. I believe they've made some contact with these, these things, not only through rituals, but through Possibly some other experiments that they have the ability to manipulate, just like they might have the ability to manipulate an Ouija board, for example. Science stems out of the occult. So if you go back to the formation of modern science in about 1660 to 1662, some will date back even to the 1640s with the formation of the Royal Society. This is a group that is formed by the Rosicrucians and the Freemasons, right? And they're going to develop the seven sacred sciences, which are the same sciences that were um, developed by Enoch, son of Cain, and his progeny of the of the Cain line, right, to a level that took the uh, anti-Deluvian world into the first apocalypse by water. And so, science. tribute to the Royal Society even to this day and the Royal Society is still guiding everything and what they're trying to do is develop the sciences to bring about the end time they're trying to develop the technology to bring about the end time they're trying to honor their pantheon of gods and dishonor the God of the Bible and not give God credit for anything and to slander God And so that they can bring about this rendezvous with destiny in the end time so everything is absolutely linked between science and polytheism and people get confused because well they say well the seculars believe in evolution that's pablum for the for the masses that's all that's designed to do is temporarily lead people away from god and prepare them to accept the other ideas afterwards they'll discard that very very soon I think because you know the higher level of scientists and and the people and the physicists and the people in quantum computing is you know they just laugh at the evolution theory because it has no basis in that type of science this is just a theory to deceive people so if you understand that what's behind in guiding science then you understand that they actually called themselves as they formed the Royal Society as the last of the sorcerers and the first of the scientists. And that's that transition as they take on that new mask into modern time. So it, it has to have an occult sort of guidance to it because they're all occultists. As they go up into their secret societies and into their initiations, they're all going to be initiated into these Luciferian societies. And therefore, everything that they're going to do to name these things in science, they're also going to honor their gods. So when you mentioned that name, Sophie, earlier, that's picked by design. You always have something out of the occult. You always have something out of... Greek mythology as part of, you know, whether or not it's a dragon or it's a Greek god. And Sophie is just another Greek god, right? So they are going to honor their pantheon with their inventions and their advancements and everything that they call, whether or not it's the Apollo rockets that's going to the moon. And You can name an endless list of this iconology that's used in science. That's there for a reason. It's their belief system.